The Mishnah said, The Mishnah does not mention Maeser Oni, which suggests that such a nether would make her usher to benefit from Maeser Oni from, uh, from somebody. However, Bryce says that she may benefit from Maeser Oni. So what, what, what is it? There seems to be a stira. Reyes said the Brisa follows the view of Eliezer and the Mishnah follows the view of the Rabbonon. This is based on their Machlekes in a Mishnah where Eliezer says that one need not verbally separate Maeser Oni from Demai and the Chum say that it must be verbally separated. Presumably the Machlekes is. The Chum say the produce is considered to remain in the status of Tevel until the Maeser Oni is at least verbally separated. This would also mean that they would hold that the owner of the produce can choose who to give the maiser oni to. He has toivas hano, and would therefore explain why the woman in our mission can't take maiser oni from someone she's also to benefit from because he can't because that's uh, it's, it's it's his for toivas hano. On the other, and the Ran explains why that would be so. Why the um, why considering it tevel would lead to it being considered toivas hano ayin sham. On the other hand, Rabbi says that the maiser oni in the produce does not render it tevel, which means that there is no toivas hano for the owner, which would mean that the woman who made the neder would be allowed to take maiser oni even from someone that she's otherwise also to benefit from. Abaya said to Rabbi Yosef, it may be that even Rabbi Yosef agrees that the maiser oni in the produce renders it tevel, and the owner therefore has toivas hano, which is why even he would agree that it would be also for the woman to take maiser oni. The machloikis may be that Rabbi Yosef holds. That we're not concerned that an Amaris did not separate Maisoni from his produce, since he can be mafkir his possessions to take the Maisoni for himself. And the Rabbanon, the, uh, and he says, therefore, the Rabbanon did not institute that Maisoni has to be separated from the Mai. However, the Rabbanon, who argue on Abeliezer, hold that we're concerned that the Amaris did not separate Maisoni because he's afraid to be mafkir his possessions because he's afraid that someone may come in that in that minute and grab them from from him while they're hefker, and therefore he does not separate Maisoni at all. Which is why the Rabbanon did institute that Maisoni must be separated from the Mai. Rav has a different terrorist. Rav said the Mishnah is discussing Maeser Oni being distributed in the owner's house, regarding which the Pasuk says, You shall give, suggesting that there is Tayyab's Hanah, which would be therefore make it also for the woman to benefit from the subject of her nether. The Bryce is discussing Maeser Oni being distributed in the granaries, regarding which the Pasuk says, You shall put down. So what that means, the Chayra teaches that there's no Tayyab's Hanah, which would therefore make it mutter for the woman to take it from even someone who was subject, the subject of her nether, who she's not allowed to have Hanah from. The Mishnah then said, This part of the Mishnah suggests that Tavis Hanah is not a momendike right. It's not a monetary obligation. Um, I'm sorry, a monetary right. Because the Koyen can come, if, he, if she asks all Kahanim from Truma, if a person asks all Kahanim to take from him, so we said that the Koyen can come and take the Truma away from this person anyway, even though he's also the benefit from the owner. So you see that that, that the, the the fact that the, when the Yisrael owns the Truma, before he gives it, it's not a monetary right of Tavis Hanah that he has. In this in this truma, because the coin can take it, even though the coin is also the benefit. However, the next part of the Mishnah says if the owner designated certain Kahanim or Lavim as being ushered by the nether, then they cannot take the truma maister from him. This suggests that Tayyusano is a true monetary right, and that's why they can't take it from him. So which one is it? So Rishaya said the second part of the Mishnah follows Rebbe, and the first part of the Mishnah follows Rabbi Yosi, the son of Rabbi Huda, as we can see in a Brisa. The Brisa says. If a person steals tevel, Rebbe says he has to. Pay, the person has to pay for the entire value of the tevel. Rabbi Yehuda says that he only has to pay for the value of the chulin in the tevel, and not for the truma and the miser in the tevel that he that will eventually be will be separated. Presumably, this is because Rebbe holds that the toivus hanor for the truma and the miser is a monetary right, and therefore he has to pay for that right also. When he says he has to pay for the whole thing, he has to pay for all the chulin that will be, and then for the toivus hanor for the for the truma and the miser that will be separated. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds that. It's not a monetary right, and therefore he only has to pay him for the 
chulon that will end up there afterwards, but not for the truma and the miser, even not even not for a toyus hano digger right in that. So you see, the chari holds it's not a monetary right. The Mar says no. Maybe the LVA will agree that toyus hano is not a monetary right, and the machlekes is whether truma and miser that have not yet been separated are considered as part of the chulon, which would be the view, the view of Rebbe, or whether they're already considered separate and distinct of the chulon. Like that would be the view of Rabbi Yehuda, which is why he would say you don't have to pay for that piece because it's already like it's it's not part of the chulin anymore. If Tavis is not considered to be a mamandika right, why would there be a difference if it has been separated or not? And for the Gemara, the basis of Machlekes is. Rebbe holds that the Rabbanon penalized the thief and made him pay for the entire amount so as to de, of, of the chulin, so as to, to de, deter a person from stealing. Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda, on the other hand, holds that the Rabbanon penalized the owner and only required the restitution for the amount of the chulin. Why? So that an owner not keep Tevil around, which would encourage him to separate the Truman and the Maeser quickly. That's what the Rabbanon were trying to do, and that's why they said that he only gets paid back for the chulin Shabbat and not for the Truman and Maeser that will eventually uh, have been separated. Rav has a different tariff. Rav said the Mishnah holds that is a monetary benefit. However, when a person makes his chuma and maiser us to all kahanim and levim, he has made the chuma and maiser worthless to himself since now there's no one who can actually eat this. Now it's offer, it's, it's like hefker, therefore they're allowed to take it because his tayyus has no value, he has no one to give it to, and they're therefore not considered to be getting anything from him.